Okay. Now then, let's turn in the Bible. Let's turn in the Bible to First uh, John chapter 1 while the ushers are passing out that sign-up sheet. And when it comes to you, just if you can, make it sign up and then, and then just move it on, you know, to the next person. First John chapter 1 and verse 5. This is the message which we've heard from him and declared to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, notice that, walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light, notice, walk in the light, as he is in the light, see, he's in the light. If you want to walk with him, you've got to walk in the light. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, Notice, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from some sin or all sin? All sin. So I want to talk to you today about walking in the light. Walking in the light. Notice this passage here is written to Christians. It's written to Christians. Walking in the light, walking in darkness. We're going to center in it on walking in the light, you see, today. But this is talking to Christians. And uh, I'm going to actually hold your place in the Bible because we'll come back at the very end of the message. And I want to point some things out to you from this passage before we receive communion. But we need to understand that before we became Christians, does anybody know what our name was before we became Christians, it starts with an S. Sinners. You understand? Before we became Christians, when we were still, you know, sinners, cut off from the life of God, you know, on our way to hell, we were all walking in darkness. You understand that? Spiritual darkness, you understand. And God called us out of that spiritual darkness. How many of you are glad that He's called us out of that? Look at 1 Peter 2.9. will show us this. 1 Peter 2.9 says, You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, His own special people that you may proclaim the praises of Him who called you out of what? Out of darkness into his marvelous light. See, that's what happens when, when a sinner repents of their sins and turns to the Lord Jesus Christ and makes Him the Lord of their life. They step out of spiritual darkness and they're moved in to marvelous light. We're translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, you see. You understand that? Notice 2 Corinthians 4, verse 4. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 4. Talking again about sinners, people without Jesus. Look at this. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 4. Whose minds the God of this age, remember the God of this age, that's a small g there on God, God of this age, that's talking about the devil, whose minds 
the devil has what? Has blinded. Somebody asked me one time, said, how come so-and-so just can't see that Jesus is, is the Christ, the Son of God? And the answer is clear. They're what? They're blinded. Who's blinded them? The devil. He's blinded them. Spiritual blindness. Notice, who do not believe. See, that's the reason they don't believe on Jesus, because they're blinded. Lest the what? The light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. So you see, I read these two passages just to show you that before we became Christians, we were all walking in spiritual darkness. But God's a good God, and He called us out of that darkness into His marvelous light, And at some point in time, that blindness that we were all blinded with at one point came down and we were able to see that Jesus is the Christ. We made him the Lord of our lives. And then God moved us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. We became Christians. Jesus calls us the light of the world. Is that right? And that's good and that's wonderful. But you need to realize... And we saw it there in 1 John that even though we've been called out of darkness into God's light and all of that, and we're going to, as Christians, we're going to miss hell and we're going to make heaven and and all all that's wonderful. But I said all that to, to, to tell you this, and we read it in 1 John, but I want you to get this, that even though you're a Christian, you are still capable of walking in darkness. Did you, did you hear me? Now, I don't mean going back into the kingdom of darkness and, 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 and losing your salvation. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about as Christians, we all have to be watchful that we don't, even though we're, we're Christians and we're, we're born again and we're in the kingdom of light, we have to be careful and watchful that we do not walk in darkness. Did you, did you get what I just said? Now, I'm going to explain this as we go a little bit because when you say walk in darkness, people a lot of times don't know what you're talking about. So I'm going to explain that to you. But look at, look at, look at Proverbs 2.13. This is a good verse to look at just to kind of back up the fact that Christians can still walk in darkness. Didn't we see that though in 1 John where, where he was talking to Christians and, and he said if we walk in the light as God is in the light. But then he also said, talked about if we walk in darkness, can a Christian, is it possible for a Christian to walk in darkness? Yes, it is. The Bible said said so in 1 John. But let's look right here at another verse, Proverbs 2.13, from those who leave the what? Paths of uprightness. That would be the path of light, wouldn't it? To walk in the ways of what? Darkness. Is it possible for a Christian to walk in darkness? Yes, it is. That Christian doesn't lose their salvation. You understand our salvation is a free gift from God through Jesus. You understand it? And 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 we don't lose that when we when we when we 
sin and make a mistake. You understand that? That's not what we're talking about. What I'm talking about is that as a Christian, we need to understand that it is possible to still walk in darkness, spiritual darkness. You need to realize that. Now, let me explain that a little bit more to you, what I mean by that. Look at Romans 8, 1. Romans chapter 8, verse 1. Look at this. There is therefore now, this is New King James Version, there is therefore now no no condemnation to those who are where? In Christ Jesus. So that's talking about the people that are Christians who have been transformed from the kingdom of darkness and translated from that into the kingdom of light. There is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Talking about Christians now, but watch this. Who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Now let me ask you, this is an easy question. See if you can get this. Walking according to the flesh. This is talking about a Christian now. A Christian can walk either according to the flesh or or according to the spirit. Now here's the question. Do you think according to the flesh has to do with darkness or light? Darkness. Is it possible for a Christian to walk according to the flesh? Yes. And would you agree with me, and you'll see this as we go, that if you're walking, if you're a Christian walking according to the flesh, you're walking in what? In darkness. However, if you're a Christian and you're walking according to the Spirit, then you wouldn't be walking in darkness, but you'd be walking in light. So you might ask me, you say, Pastor Terry, how... Does a Christian walk in darkness? It's very simple. If they walk according to the flesh. How does a Christian walk in light? If they walk according to the spirit. Now, but even at this point, a lot of people might be scratching their head and saying, well, how, what does he mean walking according to the flesh? Or what does he mean walking according to the spirit? Well, let's answer that in Galatians, the fifth chapter. How many of you are hungry for the Word of God? I tell you, I, I'm, I'm hungry for the Word of God. Let's, let's get in here and look. Galatians 5.19. Let's let the Bible explain to us what it means to walk according to the flesh and according to the Spirit. See, you as a Christian, you can either walk according to the Spirit and walk in light, or you can walk according to the flesh and walk in darkness. You understand that? But what what does it mean, walk according to the flesh, walk according to the Spirit? Let's go to Galatians 5.19 and we'll see. Now look at this. Now the works of the flesh, uh uh-oh, works of the flesh, does that have to do with walking in light or walking in darkness? Walking in darkness. Here's how a Christian would walk in darkness. They're walking according to the flesh. The works of the flesh are evident, which are... What's that first one? Adultery. That is when a married person is having sexual relations outside of their marriage bond. Is that right? Do you know that Christians do that very oft times? So when a Christian 
commits adultery, are they walking in light or walking in darkness? Darkness. That's when you're having sexual relations with someone you're not married to. You understand marriage is for a man and a woman as a husband and wife, right? Okay. What's the next one? Fornication. What's the difference? I grew up, I didn't know what the difference between adultery and fornication was. Adultery is a married person having sexual relations with somebody they're not married to. Fornication is having sexual relations and you're not married. How many of you would agree with me? The Bible is clear. Before there's sexual relations, there needs to be marriage. Is that right? Are there any exceptions? No. So Christians, and, and, and you need to realize that the, 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 the nation is full of a lot of this right now. Uh, where Christians are having sexual relations with people that they're not married to. And uh, so many are doing that. Did you know that's not okay? Did you know that's not acceptable? Did you know that God says that that's not, that's, that's, that's not right? It's wrong. Is that, right? Is that correct? And when you do that, if you do that, are you walking in light or are you walking in Darkness. Darkness. And then he talks about uncleanness and lewdness. Now both of those two words, if you got in and studied it out, those words also have to do with sexual, sexual misconduct. So when a Christian does these things, they're walking in darkness. Now here's another one, verse 20, idolatry. Now somebody might say, well, you know, idolatry. Let's see, the children of Israel committed idolatry, remember when they made that golden calf, remember that? And they bowed down to it. How many remembers that? That, that was idolatry. Putting, see, idolatry is, is when you put anything up ahead of God. When you have anything on your priority list ahead of God, that's idolatry. Do you understand that? Now, a lot of people would say, I'd never bow down and worship a golden calf. Well, that may be true. But how many people, how many Christians put things ahead of God? And when you put something ahead of God, that qualifies you as, or me if I do it, as a what? An idolater. Is that correct? So if, if, if there's anything in your life that's more important to you than God, then you're walking in light or walking in, you're walking in darkness. Is that correct? Sorcery. Well, you look at that word and you say, well, the saucer, you know, bubble, bubble, toil and trouble, and they put spells on people and abracadabra and all that. But, you know, none of us would do that. But this word sorcery, or we could say witchcraft, well, none of us would uh, want to have anything to do with that. But when you really study this out, what is witchcraft really all about at its core, at its root? It's about controlling someone else. So if we are trying to control somebody else, then we are guilty of this and you need to realize that if we're trying to control somebody else, then we're walking in what? Darkness. Also this word, if you really get in and study it out, I mean, if you really dig into the Greek real deep, it, talks, it has to do with drug abuse. Do you realize we live in a nation that a lot of people are addicted to drugs? 
drugs they shouldn't, shouldn't even be on. Is that right? I'm not talking about... I believe, see, I believe in good hospitals, good doctors, good medicines. And sometimes people need medicine. I'm all for that. But, but you know, you can, there's, there's people that, that abuse drugs. Is that right? And, and, and so if a Christian's doing that, then they're walking in what? They're walking in darkness. Then let's move on. Hatred. Hmm. So if, if you're walking in hatred towards somebody as a Christian, if you're walking in hatred towards somebody, you're walking in darkness. Contentions. Jealousies. I wonder if there's any Christians even in this room that you might be jealous of somebody else because of something they have that you don't have. See, if you're doing that, then you're walking in what? You're walking in darkness, you see. Outbursts of wrath are temper tantrums. You know, I've seen some Christians who, they were born again, they'd been saved for 40 years. And I'd see them lose at a certain uh, uh, sports match or something. And I've actually watched, watched Christians throw things and kick things and beat on things. What would you think of me if, if tonight when we're at the uh, 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 gym night, you know, and, and what would you think of me if, if, if my team lost at volleyball, which, which it wouldn't, but, if it, but oh, there's pride. So if I'm in pride, I'm walking in darkness. But what would you think of me if you saw me just start kicking, kicking the chairs, kicking the, uh, kicking people? Huh? Yelling at people. I'm never going to play with you all again. Huh? What would you think? Now, would I lose my salvation right there? I don't believe so. But what would you see? You would see me walking in darkness. You, are you, you getting anything here? What it means? Are you seeing what it means to walk in darkness? And, and we could selfish ambitions, selfishness, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders. Somebody would say, well, I would never take a gun and shoot anybody and kill them. But the Bible says in another place that if you hate your brother, you're a murderer in God's eyes. So if, you, if you're hating people and disliking people, then you're walking in, in darkness. Drunkenness. Drunkenness. Christians shouldn't get drunk, should they? That's something that sinners do. Revelries and the like of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now that statement right there, you ought to underline that and highlight that and you ought to meditate on that. And I've been meditating on that for years and years and years. It says people who practice such things. And really highlight that word practice. Real loud say practice. See, now listen. Um, I don't know. Let's pick one of these out of the list here. It, 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 I, let's pick one that we can all probably relate to. How about, uh, which one do you want to pick? Huh? 
Come on, guys. <laughs> I can see we're all flowing right on along. The... It, do, it, does, it doesn't matter. Let, let's, uh, um, let's pick the control in somebody else. Okay. We'll say control in somebody else because that doesn't sound as bad as witchcraft. Now, here's the deal. I'm a Christian. Now, according to this scripture, if I am walking in the light, I shouldn't be trying to control somebody else. Is that correct? Did you know there's a difference between blundering or making a mistake one time? There's a difference between that and practicing something. You, you know, you could, pick, you could pick talking bad about somebody. You could pick, like, it doesn't matter. You could, let, let's switch from, let's, let, I tell you what, the control one I could, uh, you see, if I try to control my wife once in a while, that's different than me trying to control her all the time. Do you understand that? Let's talk about uh, uh, gossip or backbiting. That, that, maybe we can all relate with that one better. Have you ever seen a Christian backbite or talk bad about somebody? Have you? I, I mean, this one, you know, I really feel impressed. This is the one the Spirit of God wants me to get on. Have you ever, because it says right here, what does it say? I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who, 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 who what? Who, who what? Who, who, what's that word? It's practice, real loud say practice, who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. How many of you have ever heard a Christian backbite or talk bad about somebody? Okay, now here's the question. Did they blunder? You know what I mean? Did they just blunder and make a mistake or or they just did that one time or they did it two times and, and, and they realized that that they shouldn't have done that and, 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 and you haven't heard them do it anymore? Or are they practicing it? Are they doing it all the time? Do you see the difference? Now, are you with me here now? I'm going to say this. I've done this myself. As a Christian, I've talked bad about people over the years. But every single... Is it all right if I'm just honest with you? How many of you have ever messed up and did that? Three people? Come on now. Let's all walk in the light now. Now maybe you didn't. That's good. But but you know what? Every time I talk bad about somebody, guess what was going on on the inside? Oh, and I knew I shouldn't be doing that. Huh? And then... I'd get alone with God and, and oh, and then I say, Lord, I'm, I, you know, I repent and I, and I ask Him to forgive me. And they don't do it anymore. See, what did I do? I blundered. I made a mistake. I didn't lose my salvation. I made a mistake. I walked in. I was, now, when I was talking bad, was I walking in the light or was I walking in darkness? I was walking in darkness, but I repented real quick of it. And guess what? I got back over here to what? Walking in the light. Now, there's a difference between that 
And I'm not saying, I'm not condoning me ever talking bad about somebody. I'm not, I'm not condoning that. But I'm saying there's a difference between that and me, if you heard me, or any other person all the time bad-mouthing, all the time talking bad, all the time running people down, all the time talking bad, all the time, and it's practicing it, what that leads me to believe is I have to wonder if that person that's doing that and they've done that year after year after year, I'm beginning to wonder, did that person ever even get saved to start with? Those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Something to think about, isn't it? So we've just shared with you a list of how you walk in darkness. Now, how do you walk in the light? Go to verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit... Now, the fruit of the Spirit... Do you think that's walking in light or walking in darkness? Light. Is love. So when you're walking in love, you're walking in the light. Joy. When you're walking in joy, you're walking in the light. Peace. When you're walking in peace, you're walking in the light. Long-suffering. Putting up with somebody else. Have you ever had to put up with somebody else? How many's ever had to put up with something you didn't like putting up with? But you, huh? Well, guess what? When you're doing that, that's an example of walking in the light. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness. All of these are examples of walking in the light. Faithfulness. What's the definition? Always doing what you're supposed to be doing when you're supposed to be doing it with a good and a right attitude. When you're doing that, you're walking in the light. Gentleness. Self-control. Ah, when you only eat one donut (laughs) or whatever and you keep your flesh under control, guess what? You're walking in the light. So, I want you then, as as I begin to draw this message to a close, I want you... I want to note two major benefits of walking in the light. Do you know what it means now when I say walking in the light versus walking in darkness? Do you have a better understanding now? Do you or don't you? Because if I come in here and say walking in the light, you may not know what I'm even talking about. We've explained that to you now. But here are two major benefits of walking in the light. Benefit number one, if you're taking notes, write this down. Two major benefits of walking in the light. The first one is this. Light begets light. Write that down. Light begets light. Let me say it another way. Light brings more light. When you walk in the light, it will bring more light to your life. Light begets light. Look at Proverbs 4.18. Look at Proverbs 4.18. I want you to get these two major benefits of walking in the light. Light begets light. Light brings more light. The more light you walk in, the more light you're going to have. Proverbs 4.18. But the path of the just... It's talking about the born-again people. The path of the just... Talking about Christians... 
is like the shining sun that shines ever what? Shines ever brighter unto the perfect day. That's talking about the day when Jesus comes back. You see, as we walk in the light, what does it say? That the path of the the righteous or the path of the just shines ever, does it get dimmer or brighter? So, So light begets light. As you walk in the light, as you walk according to, remember Jesus said, and the Bible is very clear about the word of God, the word of God is a lamp unto my feet, it's a light unto my path. The Bible says the entrance of his words give what? Give light. Listen, as you walk according to this Bible, as you walk according to the word of God, what are you doing? You're walking in the light. Is that correct? And as you walk in that light, Guess what happens? Things get what? They get brighter. You understand that? Things get brighter. Continue to walk in the light that you do have and eventually more light will come. Walk in the light of the direction God has given you and eventually further direction will come. Now listen carefully. I want to say that very very distinctly so you get it. Light begets light. When you walk in the light, more light comes. Walk in the light of the direction God has given you and eventually further direction will come. I've done this myself where it, where it pertains to direction for my life. I spend, I, I, in the past, I've spent so much time wondering about what, what direction God was going to take me in five years down the road or whatever that I lose sight of the fact that I need to just be doing what? Walking in the light of what I have right now. Now, the Spirit of God is speaking to some people here right now, so, 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 so get this. Don't spend so much of your time wondering. See, when that word wonder comes up, that, that word wonder what we're going to do. Wonder Has anybody ever said that besides me? I wonder what we're going to do. Wonder what we're going to do. Wonder what we're going to do. See, that tends more to darkness. Wonderment, the unknown. Why don't we, and I've had to do this and I'm still work, working on it, Walk in the direction that, God, that you know that God has given you for the here and the now. And as you walk in that direction that you have from God for the here and the now, as you walk on that, and maybe you just might have direction for a little baby step. Don't worry about 25 steps down the road. You hadn't got there yet. What do you do? Walk in the light that you have right now. And as you walk those, even those baby steps, what happens? You walk, and then what happens to the path of the righteous? It shines brighter. As you walk in that light that you have now, then as you go, it might just be little baby steps, but eventually the path will get brighter. You see, I've run into so many people over the years, they're wondering, what's God going to have me do in five years from now? What's God going to have me do in 10 years from now? What's God going to have me do in 15 years from now? And, and, and they get in that wonderment and, and, and they get so bogged down and they get so confused and they don't know whether they're coming or going. And, and I've dealt with so many people in that boat and I've been in that boat myself and I know in my own life, you can get, I have gotten so bogged down with, well, wh- wh- where's God going to have me 
5, 10, 15 years from now, you can get so bogged down and, and with that comes darkness and by the end of the day, you're, you're so confused, you don't know whether you're coming or going. What I've had to learn to do is just walk in the light that I have right now. Now, there's nothing wrong with, with, with having thoughts of planning and having some, some dreams and things like that. I'm talking about getting bogged down with what's God going to have me doing next year? What's He going to have me doing the year after? What's He going to have me... You can get bogged down and you can get in such darkness on that that you can't even operate. We need to walk in the light that we have when? Right now. Walk in the direction that you have now. Maybe God told you to be an usher. Be the best usher that you can be right now. Maybe God told you to do, uh, 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 you know, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe you feel, because you see this with ministers a lot of times, they have a call on their lives to be in the pulpit and preach, and so they want to get to that right now, but they're not willing to walk in the light of being an usher because God told them to be an usher right now, but they, they're trying to worry about five, ten years down the road and they never make it to the pulpit because they never walk in the light of... That's, that's an example for ministers, but you could apply that to anybody in any area of your life. Do you understand? Walk in the light that you have now. Walk in the direction that you have now. And as you walk in the light that you have now, as you walk in the direction you have now, what happens? Light begets light. And as you walk in the light that you have now, more light will come. Uh, I just want to say this real quick. I've learned this. Does anybody study the Bible in here? Anybody? Have you ever run across passages that are just, frankly, hard to understand? Anybody run across those besides me? Now, when I was younger... What I would do is I would spend all of my time and I'd get bogged down on scriptures that I just couldn't understand. Now, there's nothing wrong with reading them and thinking about them, but you can get so bogged down. And what would happen to me in my Bible study is I would get so bogged down on things in the Bible that I didn't understand that it hindered me from walking in the things that I did understand. And, and so what would happen is I'd get on these difficult passages and, I, and sometimes months would go by and I'm just, I get to the end of the three-month period of studying and I'm more confused then than when I started. Why? I've been walking in darkness. So what I've learned is, now listen, if you're a Bible studier, I don't, I don't get bogged down on the scriptures that, that, that... I don't get bogged down on the things that I can't understand. You know what I do anymore? I spend time on the things that I do understand. And, and, I, and instead of getting bogged down on these difficult things, I, I don't stop thinking about them. I keep them on the back burner. Say back burner. You know what I mean? I don't ignore them altogether. But as I concentrate on the light, guess what? I've had just, I've, I've been in the middle of, of something and, and all of a sudden I've been studying something that's easy that I've been over 20 million times, so to speak, and I understand it. And all of a sudden, boom, light comes and I understand what the Spirit of God was saying on a difficult passage. That'll help some of you Bible studiers. If you don't study the Bible, what I just said was boring to you. And we ought to be studying... How many of you know we ought to still be bringing our Bibles to church? 
Now, if you didn't today, I'm not putting you down, but always bring your Bible to church. Amen? If you're going to attend this church, bring one. If you can't afford one, I'll buy you one. But let's be a church. Let's be a unique church. Let's be a church where we still bring our Bibles. What do you say? Let's be a church where we still turn in the Bible, even though it's on the screen. What do you say? Is that okay? Doesn't the Bible say he'll take us from glory to glory? He'll take us from light to light. As you walk in the light that you have, guess what? More light will come. Here's one that I I think will encourage you. Think about this. Have you ever been in a place in your life where you didn't have enough to make it? Anybody? Isn't it real easy in those times to start thinking about all the things you don't have? When you're thinking about all the things you don't have, guess what? You're walking in darkness. Remember, there was a whole bunch of people that Jesus needed to feed one day. Is that right? And remember, all he had, there were thousands of them, and all he had was a few fish and a few what? Loaves. And remember, the, the, the disciples, he, Jesus actually, he asked them one. He said, you know, essentially, one of them he tested. I think it was Philip or one of them he tested. He said, what are, what are we going to do? And Philip said, essentially, we don't have enough here to, 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 to feed all these people. And Jesus, the Bible said, he knew exactly what he was going to do. What was the difference between Jesus and, I think it was Philip, uh, uh, what was the difference? Well, Philip was looking at what he didn't have. Jesus was looking at what he did have. And, and I'm telling you, this is, get a hold of this now. When you look at what you don't have, you're walking in... When you look at what you do have, even though it may be very little, you're walking in light. Did you get that? Jesus didn't consider what he didn't have. He looked at what he did have, and then the Bible says he blessed it. He spoke well of it. You know, it's so easy when you don't have a lot, even if you do look at the little that you have, not only are you looking at what you don't have, but it's real easy to curse the little that you do. Has anybody ever been there besides me? You don't have enough to meet the need, and you're looking at the things you wish you had that you don't have, and, and then the little that you do have, it's real easy to curse it and say, oh, you know, I just that little, that little old amount of money isn't going to mount it. No, 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 no. Here's what you do. See, when you're doing that, you're walking in darkness. Here's what you do. Don't walk in darkness. The need is there. You have a little... What do you do? You do what Jesus did. He looked at the little that he had, the few loaves and fish, and he say he blessed it. He blessed it, and then he distributed it to the disciples, and they distributed it to the multitudes, and they all ate. You see, you walk in the light that you do have, and it will bring more. It will bring more light. It will bring, it will bring abundance, actually. And so what I'm trying to get across to you, particularly in these economic times in which we live, you need to realize that God is still the supplier. Amen? The economy is not what we need to have our eyes on. We need to have our eyes on Jesus. Is that right? Let's keep our eyes on Jesus. And in any situation we get in, let's don't look at what we don't have. If we do that, we're walking in darkness. Let's look at what we do have and let's bless what we do have. And then let's take the little that we do have and bless it and put it in the master's touch. And how many of you know little becomes much when it gets put in the master's touch? Is that right? And and, and then and then walk in the light of what you do have and then the hand of God will come on it and he'll multiply it and there'll be enough to meet the need and not only meet the need but there'll be enough left over to bless somebody can you say amen 
Who I get excited on that? Walking, say walking in the light. Let's focus on the positives rather than on the negatives. Did you hear me? How many has ever been in a negative situation besides me? And it's real easy to focus on the what? The negatives. When you're focusing on the negatives, what are you walking in? You're walking in darkness. But if we'll, in the midst of that negative situation, if we'll make a decision to focus on the positives, guess what? We're on our way out of that situation. I know what I'm talking about on this because I was talking to some folks, the dearly beloved folks that I love so much. Actually, it was Dale and Don. I was talking with them a couple weeks ago about a certain situation. And for years and years and years and years and years, I would always, and they'll tell you, I would always tend to look at the negative aspect of a certain situation. And the Lord finally got it across to me that as long as I was looking at the negative, I was walking in what? And you know, for over 10 years, 12 years almost, I stayed in darkness on this certain situation. Now, how many of you would say two days is too long to be in darkness, much less 12 years? Is it all right if I'm just honest with you? And I walked for 12 years or more, negative, always looking at the negative aspect of this certain situation. And God finally got this through to me. And I was in some darkness, some spiritual darkness on a certain thing. And then I, I made a decision. I'm not looking at the negative aspect of that anymore. I'm looking at the positive aspect. I'm looking at the positive end of things. And you know what? Just in the three weeks that I've made that adjustment, things have changed on the inside of me. Things have just changed for the better. Listen to me. Don't focus on the negative. Focus on the positive. And as you focus on the positive, you're on your way to getting out of that situation. I feel impressed to the Spirit of God. There's people in here, you've been, you've, you've been bogged down. You've been bogged, I mean bogged down to the point that you just don't know how in the world is this going to play out? How, are we ever, how am I ever going to get out of this thing? How, is it, how am I ever going to be able to enjoy life? And here's what I believe the Spirit of God is saying to you. He's saying, don't walk in the darkness of the negatives. Find any positive things that you can Focus on those positive things because when you focus on those positive things, then you begin to walk in the light and don't worry about next week or next month or next year. Focus on the positive right now. Walk in the positive right now. And as you walk in the positive, you're walking in the light and light begets more light. And I tell you, as you walk in the light, you'll walk your way right out of that dark forest that you've been in the middle of. Glory to God. Amen. Now that's what the Spirit of God's saying. You get in the middle of a dark forest, what are you looking for? You're looking for any light you can find to get your way out of there. Is that right? Don't grope around in the darkness. Look for the light. Now go back to 1 John and we'll receive communion. Last benefit of walking in the light. We started with this, we'll conclude with this. Look at 1 John 1, 5. This is a message which we've heard from Him and declare to you, God is light, in Him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with Him, if we say that we have fellowship with God and walk in, in what? Is it possible for a Christian to walk in darkness? We lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light, as He is in the light, as God in the light, 
And we're as Christians supposed to walk in the... Do you know what that means now? We have what? Fellowship with one another. That means fellowship with Him. And the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. Is that a good benefit or not? Now, you know the blood of Jesus... When a Christian, I'm sorry, when a sinner repents and receives Jesus, that blood washes that sinner and makes him a Christian. Is that right? Did you get what I just said? When a sinner repents and receives Jesus, the blood of Jesus washes them spiritually and that sinner becomes a Christian. But the blood of Jesus is not just for sinners, it's also for us Christians. Because like that time that I told you about when I talked bad about somebody, Guess what? I need to be forgiven. I need the blood of Jesus. Did you know the blood of Jesus is just as much for Christians as it is for sinners? You see, when a sinner hits the blood of Jesus, they become a Christian. But when a Christian blunders and messes up, we need that blood to get back into fellowship with the Father. Now, if you think... Christian, listen to me, Mr. or Miss Christian. If you think that you can practice adultery, notice I said practice, or practice fornication, or if you think you can practice backbiting, or if you think you can practice listening to gossip, or do you know it's as bad to listen to gossip as it is to say it? If you think that you can do these things and have fellowship with the Father, you're sadly mistaken. You cannot have fellowship with the Father when you're, when you're doing these things because you're walking in darkness and as long as you walk in darkness, you'll not be able to have fellowship with Him. Why? Because He's walking in the light. So if you want to have fellowship with the Father, you need to get back over here and walk in the light. How do you do that? Look at ver- Let's just say you're here today and you're a Christian, you're already born again, but you've been walking in some darkness. Here's what you need to do. Look at verse 8. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. I mean, we've all got things in our lives that, that, that we need to improve on. Is that correct? But look at verse 9. If we confess our sins, He is what? Faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to what? Cleanse us from some unrighteousness, all unrighteousness. Now, here's the benefit that you need to get. Walking in the light is necessary for fellowship with God and forgiveness of sins. How many of you really want to commune with the Heavenly Father? Well, if you really do, you cannot dabble in sin. Did you hear me? If you really want to have fellowship with the Father, you can't dabble in sin. You're going to have to stop walking in darkness and you're going to have to get over and walk in the light as He is in the light. And when you do, you'll have fellowship with Him and the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us, talking about Christians, from all sin. Now, I've actually heard people say this. They've said this. They said, you know what, Pastor? I've got this certain sin in my life. And uh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to watch that, that, that R-rated movie where there's all kinds of cussing in it. I'm going to watch that today. And then tonight I'm going to ask the Lord to forgive me. 
And then tomorrow, I'm going to watch another R-rated movie where there's all kinds of sexual misconduct and, and there's all kinds of cussing. I'm going to watch another one tomorrow and then I'm going to wa- ask the Lord to forgive me tomorrow night. And then the next day, I'm going to watch me another R-rated movie and I'm going to ask the Lord to forgive me that. Did you know that, that, that the First John 1, 9, do you know that the blood of Jesus with a person that has that kind of an attitude, did you know the blood of Jesus is not available to them? It's only when that person that's been watching those R-rated movies, and by the way, I'm one preacher that I believe we shouldn't go watch movies where there's cussing in it. Are you all saved? I've had people leave this church because I've made that statement right there. I don't think we ought to go watch movies where they're taking the name of the Lord in vain. And if you can sit there and watch something like that and it doesn't bother you, you need to get saved. Come on, help me preach a little bit. We need, huh? If you can sit there and watch people take the name of the Lord in vain and use four-letter words and this, that, and the other and all kinds of sexual misconduct going on, you can sit there and watch that and that doesn't bother you. You need to go to that fountain that's filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins and you need to get saved. Glory to God. Amen? But if you've been watching R-rated movies and you realize, oh, this is wrong, this I shouldn't be watching, you know what I'm, the kind I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about? And I'm telling you, some of the stuff that comes in on cable television and satellite, you need to watch what's coming into your house. You, you're, you're, you, I'm talking to Christians now. This stuff's coming into your house and, 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 and there's this, this cuss word and that cuss word. Guess what? When those come in, darkness comes in. You need to get that out. Get that out. Don't let that in your house. Make your house a place where it's a place of light. Amen? But let's say you've been watching R-rated movies and it's been bothering you. Guess what? There's hope for you. You can, with a repentant heart, say, you know what? I've had enough of this darkness. I'm going to get back over here in the light. And you go to the Father with a repentant heart and you say, Father, I've been watching things I shouldn't have been watching. I've been saying things I shouldn't have been saying. I'm tired of walking in that darkness. I want to get back over here into the light. And I tell you what, you do that with a repentant heart and you get fall down on your knees or you get before God and say, I I." call that R-rated movie. I call that sin. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I receive my forgiveness. Let the blood of Jesus Christ cleanse me. I'm telling you just that quick, the blood of Jesus will wash that sin as far as the east is from the west, never to be remembered by God again. You can get back in the light of God that quick and walk in the light of God that quick. He'll never remember that darkness ever again. He's forgiven it. He's forgotten it. You forgive yourself and you forget it and move on in the power of God. Can you say amen? Amen. Did you get anything out of this today? Ushers, quickly pass out the communion elements uh, and let's get in an attitude of prayer. Let's all stand in the presence of God as they dim the lights down.